to Journey with Jesus. We're so glad you've joined us today. We hope that you will hear something in today's podcast that will encourage you to find joy in your journey with Jesus. As we wait for Christmas and we anticipate the day, the birth of Jesus Christ, we want to encourage you to celebrate this season in the most unique and special way by realizing the gift that Jesus has given us, the gift that He is. And so today we're going to talk about Jesus Christ being our peace. Tanya, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I am so full of hope and joy today. I just love Christmas. And of course, Christmas is this very week. And I know that Christmas for some of you may not be a time where you where you feel that joy and that peace and that hope that we're talking about. You might be struggling because you've lost loved ones recently. I know what you're going through. I have as well. Or you may be facing health issues, financial issues, or just feeling sad and lonely. This is a special time of the year, but it can also be one of the most lonely times of the year. It certainly can. I know that Christmas has changed a lot for me over the last few years. And sometimes those, those memories are great, but sometimes they can weigh heavy on your heart. One thing that really helps me personally is my relationship with God. That gives me peace in a way, and that's the peace that we want to talk about today. Exactly. We want to talk about the presence of peace through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus came to give us peace. He came to take away our sins, wipe away our tears, take our burdens from us. And he wants us to know that he is our peace. Of course, one of my favorite scriptures coming from John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. What a scripture. Doesn't that just give you peace right there? Jesus speaking peace over us. Yes, because he, he wants to be that peace for us, but we have to be willing to accept him, even when we feel unworthy, because we will never be worthy of what he can give us, because he gives it unconditionally. You're right. We do have to accept him and, and let him in our heart. He is our peace. Listen to him speak some peace into you today. Peace to you, and that comes from Luke 24, verse 36. Peace be with you. This comes from John 20, verse 19. I have a couple too. Peace be still, from Mark 4, 39. And blessed are the peacemakers. And this comes from Matthew 5, verse 9. So in all four Gospels, Jesus is proclaiming peace over us. So we want to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, your peace, and he will bring the Bible to life for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning so full of anticipation as we prepare for the birth of Christ this week. Lord, whatever may be challenging us, whatever may be causing us not to feel your spirit. Lord, we just come to you in full surrender and ask that you put your peace upon us. We know that when we walk in your peace, 
that there is so much joy, there is so much hope, and it extends our faith to where we can do more with you. Lord, let our thoughts be guided and directed to you as we go about this week. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to start out by saying peace is not the absence of problems, but the presence of Christ. If you lack peace, maybe it's time that you need to make more room for Jesus. Make more room for his peace. And so what we're going to do is to look at some scriptures and some stories in the Bible and learn some lessons from some wise men, some shepherds, and some angels. How do you like that, Tanya? I think that's wonderful. <laughs> Perfect time of the year for that. Yes. So if you would, if you're at a place where you can, open your Bibles to Matthew. We're going to start in chapter 2. And then we're going to look at Luke chapter 2. So Matthew chapter 2 and Luke chapter 2. So we'll start in Matthew. And this is the visit of the wise men. And before we get into the story, I want to just tell you that it is possible to see Jesus everywhere. The wise men found Jesus because they sought him. They looked for him. They looked up to the sky, to the stars, to find that place where he was. Have you ever thought about that? I really haven't. We just kind of read the stories and we mm -hmm. listen to them and take them at the, the words that we read. But I want to invite our listeners today to draw in and look deeper. Mm -hmm. Read with your heart, not just with your mind. And put yourself in the place of these people that very night, that very time. And let's do that as we read. I'll begin reading Matthew 2, verse 1. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. I'm going to stop right there. Tanya noticed that the wise men saw his star when it rose. And I think of that because I love to go out at night and look at the stars and think that God made all of those stars just for our enjoyment in the evening. Mm -hmm. But that special star pointed the way to Christ. It sure did. And I too love to do that. And I love to go out and just worship God, thank Him for all those stars and the beauty that he creates and that's exactly what you say you do i know you do and what these wise men did as well they worshiped him so if you're having trouble finding peace i'm going to encourage you to go out tonight and look at the stars hopefully it's a clear night and you can see the stars but just looking at the stars the other night i was with my father and we looked up to the sky and wow we saw the brightest star and i just thought how beautiful and it reminded me again we're putting ourselves in the place of these wise men so it reminded me of what it would be like 
Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I may come and worship him. The journey of the three wise men has always been rather interesting to me. And I think it's valuable for us to at least consider, you know, we think we take things for granted. I mean, you can FaceTime somebody. Wouldn't it have been cool to have been able to FaceTime Mary and Joseph after Jesus had been born? But in times long ago, they had to journey a long mm-hmm. way to get places. It's kind of like getting across Texas. It takes a while. And so I think it's unique that they were so intrigued by him. We know the story of Jesus. We believe in the story of Jesus. We have given our lives to him. We have been in the death, burial, and resurrection with him to get to that place. But I think back to these times and how people just trusted and the faith they had to pursue it. And it leads me to kind of a cliche thing to say, but I think it's valuable. Wise men still seek him today. Yes, in fact, let's go on and see how they're seeking him. That is the most important thing is they followed the star, they followed the light, and they're gonna see the place where the child would be laying, where the child was born. And exactly, seek him. That's going to be our first point is seek his presence. Wise men still seek Jesus. So let's see how they did this. So in verse nine, after listening to the king, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And this is one of my favorite parts of the whole scriptures. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, And they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So, Tanya, what we can learn from these wise men is, yes, wise men still seek Jesus. They seek Jesus, and not only do they seek Jesus, when they find him, they rejoice and worship him and give him gifts to express their gratitude and honor and for his glory. I mean, can you just see this, this scene here, where once they followed the star and they sought him, they found him because they looked for him. They looked for him. They didn't stop and, well, I guess maybe he'll be somewhere, but we don't know and we're not going to go follow and find him, but they did seek him. And turning that to us, how can we find peace? Seek Jesus. Truly, peace is the byproduct of being in God's presence. I love this scripture from Ephesians 2, 14. For he himself is our peace. It is difficult sometimes when you're going through stuff and you're processing the good, the bad, whatever the the details are. But if you will seek God, you will find peace. It's about finding that relationship, finding that time. And you can do it in the midst of your chaos because that will bring you peace. That's where we get into all the be at peace and joy, even in your tribulation, because God can restore your peace by being in his presence. 
He really can. And so ways to seek His peace and to seek Him is to spend time daily praying, daily reading His scriptures, reading these promises, reading these stories of long ago that still can be applied to our lives. And I just imagine that these wise men felt such peace as they saw the place where the baby lay, and, and behold, the baby was there. He was their peace. And now, Tanya, let's go to Luke 2. And this is the Christmas story I think most of us are familiar with. And it's, it's my favorite. And mine too. And we're going to learn the lesson of the shepherds. So, again, put yourself in the place of these shepherds that you're going to hear about in this story that night. And in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that census should be taken in the entire Roman world, and everyone went on their own town to register. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea and Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. And while we were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them. In and we've all heard this familiar story. Oh, I just, I love it. I mean, this, this is Christmas. This is the Christmas story. The heart of Christmas is Jesus Christ being born and Mary and Joseph going and being in that place in a manger because there was no room for them, no place for them. And how special it was just to be the intimacy of the three of them, which also signifies God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, the Trinity that we know so well. It is unique to me that God continues to show us directly and indirectly what all he has in mind for us. And he wants us to be at peace. He wants us to, to turn to him and find that joy because it is so exciting. It is. And his name, Jesus, literally means Savior. And Jesus Christ is our Savior. He would become the Savior of the world. How significant is his name and his role? He came to earth as a baby. And he's called to save sinners from the guilt and the shame through the shedding of his blood on the cross. This is great news for all of us who've been weighed down by our sin, by the circumstances of what you're facing right now, by our problems. Jesus did not take on a higher title, Tanya, one that he could have called upon himself. Other leaders may have done that, but he took on the title of Savior, knowing that he would take the sin and shame. And so we can approach him with confidence, knowing that Jesus is the sweetest name of all. And we can experience that sweetness of just picturing that scene right there with the three of them, Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus. Mm, what a special, special time. And just, just feel so special just thinking about it and, and just, picturing what it would be like. Well, and I think perfect peace, it almost sounds unimaginable. How can we achieve that? But when we focus our thoughts on Jesus and give him our complete trust, we have that peace and can feel that specialness 
just like when he was born. Well, let's go on with the story. Starting in verse 8, And there were the shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping a watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. I just love those scriptures. Oh, suddenly, glory to God in the highest. Truly, God's promise has come. Hope, by the name of Jesus, has bridged heaven and humanity to bring about the promises of God. Amen, amen. And glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Jesus is our peace. He is that peace promised to us. He is the Lord of your heart when you let him in your heart. So what can we learn from the shepherds here? They didn't delay. They hurried on to see the king. So in the same way, we need to hurry on and don't delay our relationship with him. Engage in the relationship with the Lord, with your peace. Hear the good news and go and give glory to God in the highest and feel that peace that comes from Jesus Christ. I love this story too. I love it. Every Christmas we read this on Christmas Eve, and it's just, this is the heart of Christmas. Jesus being born that very night, and just the response from these shepherds, the response from the wise men that we read before, and now we have a response from the angels. Read verses 13 and 14 again. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. That peace reminds me of a scripture from Isaiah, chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. This is actually the New Living Translation. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you, Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. There's a lot of comfort in that. We just need to be reminded. And when you read often enough and you put scriptures in your mind, that is what comes to mind when you're struggling. And it helps you process and find that peace. Exactly. That's the very scripture I read this morning, Tanya. <laughs> a confirmation of peace. And it's so true when we keep our minds stayed on Jesus and we trust him we can find that perfect peace because he is our rock and he will be there for us no matter what and I just think some of us need to believe that God is with you again Emmanuel means God is with us 
Jesus is with us. And as we celebrate his birth in a couple of days, and as we realize the magnitude of, of who he is, and we let him be our peace, we're going to see Christmas and celebrate in a most unique way. And we will be praising God and worshiping him with great joy, just like the wise men did and the shepherds and the angels. And I want to point out that in Matthew 2.10 and in Luke 2.10, it talks about the worshiping and the joy that these, um, these people had when they did worship. So Matthew 2.10, and this is the wise men speaking, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And Luke 2.10 I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So folks, there's also joy to be found. Not only is Jesus our peace, but when we worship him, we will find that joy maybe that we're missing. I know I've talked to a lot of people that have a lot of issues. We all do. I'm, I'm facing some things right now in my life. But one thing I do know is that if I give it all to Jesus, if I follow the scripture from Isaiah and let him be my perfect peace, keep my mind stayed on him and trust in him, then I'm going to be okay. It's all going to be okay because God is going to be with me through it all. And again, peace is not the absence of these problems, but the presence of Christ. And you may feel like that peace is too far off, that it's too unattainable. But the truth is, that peace is a person. And when we trust Him, there is so much more we can gain. We, we not, may not be where we can change our circumstances, but we can certainly find comfort and peace in what we're going through. And Jesus Christ is the answer. He is coming again. He was born for us and brings us peace. And if you still can't find peace, Pray. Take time to pray. Go to some places where you can be still and pray and watch that calming peace just wash over you. Or pray with others or for others. Lift up those who you know are struggling. Pray for one of my friends who's struggling. She's going through a lot right now, even wants to give up. She has some health issues, some financial issues. Her husband's having health issues. And so I said, sure, let's pray for her. So we prayed, we lifted up this friend, and what we prayed for, Tanya, was for her to have peace right now, and a calming peace that would just settle over her, that she would hear God speaking peace over her. And that's what we prayed, and it was about 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night. Well, Wednesday she, morning, she talks to this friend, and the friend said, you're not going to believe this. Last night was one of the best nights I've ever had. I felt this piece. I even heard a still small voice telling her to breathe, stay calm, peace over you. And so she felt that peace and she knew that somebody was praying and that Jesus was speaking peace over her. And all we did was pray. So I want to encourage you to pray to lift up your prayers for peace, for you, for other people, for even people you don't know, for our world. 
peace on earth and goodwill towards man. And I guarantee you, you will feel that peace like never before. Pray peace. Pray for Jesus to be your presence of peace. And remember that when we focus our eyes back on Him and give Jesus our direction, we will begin to experience peace and joy that will guard our hearts and it surpasses all understanding. When you're in the midst of the biggest problem, you can be at peace, but you have to seek God first. Yes, you do. And if you want to read about peace, pick up your Bibles. There's so many scriptures about peace, so many. We've told you a few today, but there's even more. And if you look in the back of your Bible, there's a place in the back where you can look up words and find scriptures. If you look up peace, you will find so many references. Or Google scriptures on peace. There's so many ways that you can find these scriptures, but as you read them, read them silently, read them out loud, you're going to know that Jesus is speaking peace over you and that He is your peace. May we find God's peace today. Jill, would you close us in prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your peace. Thank you that you are our peace. We know that we can find this peace when we put our trust in you and we keep our minds stayed on you because you promise us that you are our peace. Thank you for the miracle that we are experiencing when we celebrate your birth. Thank you that you came and saved us. You are our Savior, Lord, and we just thank you for your promises. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that we can worship you and praise you with great joy, knowing that you are our Savior, the Savior of the world. Thank you for this Christmas season. Thank you that we can put you in the heart of our Christmas and really discover the true meaning of Christmas. We thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. Remember, you can do a simple search, Journey with Jesus, and find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and coming soon to Pandora. You can also reach out to us in email. We'd love to hear from you or if you have a special prayer request at journeywithjesus2019 at gmail.com. There's joy in the journey when you journey with Jesus.